Our topic today is spiritual warfare. Maybe that's something you're familiar with, maybe it's not, maybe it's something you've heard but don't exactly understand. I know a lot of people think, well, isn't that just praying? But I don't know if it's exactly so black and white. Well, I grew up in a, an, a denominational church. I went there, you know, my whole life up until a certain point, you know, of, of changing into a more charismatic church. Right. And when I went to that church, I had never heard the term spiritual warfare. Then you can go to the flip side of it and when you've never heard it before. And then it's all of this bombardment of spiritual warfare. And I think, okay, what did I miss? And so, you, you know, the, it was like neither side seemed balanced yeah. to me. So about that time I had married your dad. And so I went to Oral and he, he made some interesting revelation that I loved. And he said, listen, you don't have to pray in tongues, but if you pray in tongues, think of it as an added bonus, that it's a power source. I said, okay. He said, you don't have to get into spiritual warfare, but if you do think about it, it's scriptural. And he'd say, think about it as an added bonus, as an attack against the devil, because Mm -hmm. Satan is a spirit. He's not a person. He is a spirit. He was up in heaven. He was removed from heaven out of rebellion. And he comes with his type of warfare. Well, Satan's type of warfare is spiritual warfare. So if you try and fight spiritual warfare in your own human flesh, that could be disastrous because it's not the right weapons. So is spiritual warfare only speaking in tongues? No, that's a good point. I said that and it might have sounded confusing. No, no, I think that's a, I think that a lot of people have questions that, you know, need answering. So the Bible says you, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what I think happens is you receive power that's beside your human power. You receive like an added infusion. You know, in some of those, and I know nothing about what I'm about to say, but you know, in some of those, you go to the gas station and it's got all that added extra stuff. So it added boosts to your gasoline and it gives it like better this and better that. Well, I think that we can enhance our prayer life if we understand that there are different ways to pray. There are different methods to pray. And I thought, well, praying is just talking to God. Well, that is absolutely right. But when you pray in the spirit, you are using a spiritual commodity that is different than your own fleshly brain. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is interceding for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, going before the throne of the Father in our behalf. Well, to me, anything that has to do with the creation of the spirit is smarter than I am because I'm in the flesh. So it leads us to 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. The weapons of our warfare, of spiritual warfare, are not your fleshly brain, so to speak. They're not carnal. They are not your fleshly thinking. So if weapons of warfare in spiritual warfare are not our fleshly brain, what are my weapons? He said they're mighty weapons to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high thing that brings itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, in order to get out of your fleshly thinking, you have to get into spiritual thinking. Now, in my logical, practical way, for me, the spiritual thinking has to be connected to the Holy Spirit. Because my holy Lindsay brain, not enough. My holy, let's go study this, I love to study. But that's not weapons of warfare. And you fight the good fight of your faith. That is a spiritual battle, not a carnal, fleshy battle. So if it's a spiritual battle, find out what your spiritual weapons are. What are they? Well, of course, the Bible, because the Bible is the inspired word of God through the Holy Spirit. But then you also can pray in the Holy Spirit, in tongues, 
Because then the Bible says when you don't know what to pray for as you ought, you're praying in a dimension that is higher than your thoughts. So was that a yes or no? I'm not sure I understood. I'm sorry. I'm saying through the Holy Spirit, it's an absolute yes. So spiritual warfare is only in tongues? No. No. But I think it's enhanced. It's better. It's more, I've got a better word. It's more powerful. Okay. You can run your car on cheap gasoline, but after a while it's going to get exhausted. Okay. And it might not run perfectly and may not run the way the creator designed designed that car to run. Right. But the Bible talks about God's ways being higher than our ways and his thoughts being higher than our thoughts. It's on a different level. I'm going to say it this way. It's on a different playing field. So is spiritual warfare something that everyone finds themselves tangled in at some point, or is this only for certain people? I'm going to say absolutely positively everyone, because the moment you become a Christian, the moment you accept Jesus as your Savior, that is not the moment that your life goes, woo, Calgon, take me away, and you tiptoe through the tulips. Truthfully, the moment you become a Christian means you're an enemy to the devil. So the devil doesn't sit back and go, wow, just let's let those Christians prosper. That's not Satan's job. Satan's job is to attack, to steal, to kill, and to destroy with the Bible calls tricks and strategies. Satan is good at his job, and his job is to destroy the people of God. He can't go up and destroy God, so what's the next closest? Destroy God's people. So as... Christians, as Mm -hmm. people who want to be obedient to the Lord and to the Bible, what is our duty regarding spiritual warfare? Do we have a duty or is this something that only if it comes up sort of a thing? I'm going to say both. And that sounds like it's an escape answer, but it's not. So say my life is just as peachy as it can be. That's really nice. And my prayer life is getting all my needs met. That's very unusual. And it's wonderful if I pray just enough to get my family fed. That's lovely. But the truth is, I believe in God's kingdom. We have a vital role to play for God's will to be done on this earth. And that may mean praying for my neighbor. And if I don't know what to pray for for my neighbor, I may pray something in when I should be praying it out. So I would pray in the Holy Spirit for my neighbor as in a sense a warfare prayer for them for my community for my nation i believe i have a responsibility to to do both so spiritual warfare simply prayer it's prayer but prayer on steroids if i can say it right prayer with the accelerated knowledge and power that the holy spirit infuses into your human prayer life thank you for listening to our podcast we have a special offer available for you Just click on the link for more information. As always, you can find additional teaching and resources from Richard and Lindsay Roberts and request prayer at oralroberts.com or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777.